SAFM 104-107 Nationwide. After all of that, RJ Benjamin is with us. <laughs> Hello, RJ. I mean, what an anti-climax. <laughs> Somebody winning, you know, getting so close to winning 83,000 rands. And here, you and I are going to celebrate the week. What a terrible week it's been, hey? Oh, my Lord. It's been a terrible week. It has. It and has. so you bring us joy and cheer and some music. I try. <laughs> <laughs> because what else can we do at this point? You have chosen a group that has is a seven-time Summer Award winning group. That's of one album. That's of their, their well, it was their, actually their second album. Are you calling them, did you say it's like the, the very best, one of the very best groups well, there is? Well, I certainly think, I mean, it's always debatable who the best groups yes, are. Yes, yeah. but, it's, but certainly their second album, um, which is called The, uh, the Hanging Gardens of Beatenburg. Mm. For me, um, having listened through it, and a lot of people only know the hits, but I think it's one of the greatest South, South African, maybe African, maybe albums of all time. So, uh, of course, we're speaking about Beatenburg. We are speaking about <laughs> Beatenburg, yes. Why did you choose Beatenburg? Well, I'm a huge fan. I know people can't see see this, but the shirt I'm wearing is a Beatenburg shirt. Have a look. I'm such a fan. <laughs> and as... As musos, we often aren't... Uh, yes, no, you're not very complimentary. I know this. No, yeah. no, we're very competitive, yes. you know. Uh, but um, I really dug into them. There is so much musical detail. Mm. Um, there's just so much going on there. There's so much substance to what uh, what they create. Mm. Um, you know, uh, the... That album well deserved those awards. Yeah. I, um, I think it, it deserved even more credit than it, that, really. I think it's something to, to do with fitting the sum of the parts. They fit, isn't it? I mean, that, that yes. for me, I think, is exactly what makes them so great. Yeah, look. Uh, 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 I mean, Matthew is, is quite a genius. I think Matthew's a genius. So, yeah. so, so the band consists of three, three members. They're, they're a small outfit. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, there's a guy named Robin uh, Brink, Brink, who uh, plays drums, a guy named Ross Dawkin plays bass, and Matthew Field is the guitarist and lead singer. And I, I remember listening, hearing them and thinking, this, this stuff is brilliant. Who's mm. writing these songs? Mm. Um, his guitar playing is seems so so well. Uh, how can I say? It, it feels like he's really dug into like the the history of South African. Mm. Mascandi guitar, and you know, like I, I feel like I'm, I, I'm hearing Ray Piri in his mm-hmm. playing. I feel like I'm hearing all these interesting elements, you know. And um, his writing is beautiful. It's like I, I consider myself a songwriter. Mm-hmm. I really do. No, you really are. Well, thanks. <laughs> but, but when I listen to his stuff, mm. I think to myself, I really need to go and pra- work wow. on my craft. He's that to me. He's that good. He's that good. Okay, should we sample something? I think so. So um, uh, the first song I want to play, um, it's called Chelsea Blakemore. Um, and why it's a genius song, it was one of their first singles, is the chorus is in 3-4. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if anybody knows what 3-4 is out there, mm-hmm. but essentially most music that you hear on radio, almost everything you hear is in 4-4. Four, four. In other words, you know, house music. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. Everything's in 4-4. Four, four. Mm-hmm. This uh, Chelsea Blakemore, the chorus is in 3-4. Which is complete, it, it's unusual. A waltz is in three, four. Yeah. One, two, yes. three, one, two, three, yes. we're waltzing. It's, they, it's a pop song in three, four. It's unheard of. And for me, that's genius. It was a very, very popular song at the time. <laughs> and what's also interesting is the name of the song. At first, it was a mystery. Who is this Chelsea Blakemore? Well, 
eventually she came out as um, she used to date uh, the bassist Ross Dawkin. <laughs> yes. And um, I, th- I think they're back together again. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the song. I don't quite know. <laughs> um, I love the personal stories. But yes. she tries to go to every single one of their gigs. Oh. So they had a gig here a couple of months ago and my wife and I went to go mm-hmm. watch. And next thing they do, Chelsea Blackmore, and she pops up. My We're God. like, oh my God, she's an <laughs> she actual exists. person. She exists. It's really cool. Listen, I'm going to keep you in suspense. I'm so sorry. I'm going to do that because, I mean, we obviously want to play the song, but <laughs> I also want to know a bit more about Chelsea. But let's take a quick break and then we'll bring you that song after this. You're listening to Pimelo Mutini on SAFM. So we promised you some music. We were speaking about the band Beatenberg and uh, a very personal story. Her name is Chelsea. Is the person? Did, were you surprised? Yes, because we because I know initially she was a complete mystery. Like we were yes. like, who is this? Is, is she actually a real person? I remember reading an interview, <laughs> and they were like, no, we'll leave Can't that to be. your imagination. And when you listen to the the, the uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Blakemore, I don't want to know your name. Chelsea Blakemore, I don't want to know your name. Chelsea, I don't. Know. So I was like, well, why don't you want to know her name? Is this a mystery person? Is she a real person? Is there someone who like broke someone's heart? You know all these yes. things, and then next thing, it, she exists. I, I I I've just got to wonder if like the song kind of. Put, uh, brought them back together again Her and Ross The bass no, player No you and I have to believe it I have to believe Look I follow music. her on Instagram now she's, she's got an Instagram music handle did guys. It. Music Amen. I'd love to believe <laughs> Let's that Let's get some yes. Chelsea Blackmore I want to believe the love story It's so cute It really I'd love to believe that. Chelsea Blackmore, Blakemore is the name of the song, and I think she really exists. Well, you just RJ Benjamin says she exists. She exists, guys. You, Go to Instagram. Just, <laughs> just look. Just type in Chelsea Blakemore. She's there. And so they they've moved on, and we we want to believe that this is the reason they're back together, and so it shall be. <laughs> yes, please. So I mean, this this the breakout song. What what was it that said to you? This these guys are for real. Oh, even even uh, okay so um the breakout song was a song called Pluto mm-hmm. and initially they um they had recorded the song i think it was Linda Lanium Kieser of uh, Joy Celebration fame who who heard the song really yes so he was i think he was working at universal uh, music at mm. the time he was the one who really ah, I remember that. he yes. heard the song yeah. and he thought this song's got potential but i don't think it's quite going to break into the, uh, the, the market, market. Uh, like it and he was the one who really masterminded putting Beatenberg together with DJ Clock so DJ Clock came in heard the song um, spiced up the groove essentially the rest of the song is, is all as it was originally and, and they put it out and Pluto became the biggest song of, of 2014 I think it was um, just absolutely huge it was everywhere I mean the song is such a great um Mesh of different styles. It's got your, uh, you've you've got your your SA house, mm. but you've got those Mascandi influences. Mm. You've got that 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 guitar in that song is beautiful. It it, it started a trend. You know, mm. Tress or uh, various other artists who started to to kind of put these beautiful little guitar hooks mm. into their songs. And mm. um, I mean, it's it's a, it's amazing. There's like these there's scats in a South African house song. I mean, when were you sold by then? Oh, I was completely so I was jealous <laughs> you know I, again it's songwriting but I always say to people every now and then I'm like I wish I wrote that song yeah, I wish I wish I wrote uh, Alone by Liquid Deep and I've told that ah, to Zion you know like yeah. like there are certain songs when I hear mm. it I'm like oh mm. man I wish that was me I wish that came through me mm. um, you know but um, and, and it's complex Pluto is, is actually a very complex song um, I've had a couple of contestants on various reality shows who've had to perform the song mm-hmm. and we've done it I've done it at you know several corporates it's a very popular song mm. and musicians 
singers, they all struggle with the phrasing and the timing of the <laughs> guitar and the, and the vocals. Mm-hmm. Where, where it all sits is not like where your, your natural pulse fits mm. but uh, but it's, so it's complex but it still works and, mm. and for me that's genius mm. when you can create something that's still musically complex but the mass market can still can love it, it and enjoy it and dance to it that's incredible okay Pluto let's play Pluto Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM leading the conversation my guest is RJ Benjamin. We're looking into the music of Beatenberg. So pl- when you when you have a song like that, your breakout song like mm. Pluto, it's it's very hard eh? because you're setting the bar so high. So I mean, high. How, how do you follow up on that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, for so many artists, mm. they they have that one massive song, mm-hmm. and it's it's very hard to find that that next yeah. one. I've been there, done that. So, <laughs> so you know, I mean, and it, this it hit a chord with everybody. So that's also another thing. I mean, it really yes. was like a mess. Look, yeah. yes, I agree, and it actually put a lot of pressure on the band yeah. because that song kind of set them up, and it's some, and sometimes it happens um, unintentionally, yes. possibly too soon. Also, set them up as maybe some kind of competition for Mikasa. Yes, but the big difference is, um, as much as the music was at that level, I think Beatenberg as, as a performance. Um, well, as a band, as performers, yeah. were not necessarily Mikasa, who by that stage were massive, had done tons of gigs, but also Jay Something is a very natural performer on mm. stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, there's a few of them that come to mind. Lyra for me is a great performer on stage. She's just got something that, mm. that Ringo Madlingozi, I mm. absolutely love watching him on stage. You know, um, Matthew didn't quite have that. He had the music, mm-hmm. but he wasn't, he, he wasn't necessarily the performer, the performer yet. Yeah. And I think to some degree, as they've gone along now in their careers, that's put pressure on them. Um, I do believe that their music is great enough and, and his creative genius is great enough for, for him mm, to overcome that. I get it. Because uh, uh, I know we don't have much time, but in some bizarre twist of fate, my wife and I, we, we hired an uh, Airbnb place in Cape Town yeah. uh, in Cork Bay mm-hmm. and it happened to be his dad's place. We found <laughs> it out by accident. Next thing I'm like, what, you you're Matthew's dad <laughs> I, and I wouldn't let him go I was just asking questions because I'm such a fan um, it, they're going to come back and they're going to co- come back strong they did have a major incredible follow up to Pluto which was almost yeah. as big yeah. um, which was a song called Raphael and like, let's hear it and then we'll talk some more Correct. about it so our presenter sports presenter just came rushing in here <laughs> because he just could not believe what the song was about yeah i mean he was referencing what the song is absolutely i mean the same thing happened to me so i mean i was also loving the song and i think in 2014 i I think it was 2014 one of the contestants and idols was like i want to do Raphael, cool and she came through and and i analyze lyrics i like to do that because i want people to understand songs we start looking at the lyrics and the one line and the uh, one of the verses is the crowd was still like a fresco in a chapel okay (laughs) nine seven in the fifth and i'm a tennis buff so as soon as i saw like nine seven and I'm really, I was saying Sebastian must have been by side of the greatest match in history. Yes. And, and, a, and suddenly a Tennis Raphael, match. Raphael Nadal. Nadal. They're talking about the 2008 Wimbledon final, which, which was probably the greatest tennis yeah. match of all time. And I'm obsessed with tennis. I was like, these guys are my favorites ever. <laughs> but, but how genius is that? They created one of the biggest pop songs ever in South Africa. It was mm-hmm. a huge song at the time. And, and people were jamming to the song and dancing to the song at clubs and festivals. And the song's about a tennis, tennis match. match. It's genius. I'm sorry. I, I just can't help myself. It's unbelievably brilliant. Uh, 
That's I mean, this is exactly why I say something. Matthew's yeah. a genius. No. Who writes about a tennis match? <laughs> He's a big Rafael. I'm a Federer fan, yeah. by the way, but I can still appreciate uh, <laughs> the music. You know, the music, and it was a great match, and Nadal won. And by the way, they're here next year, which is going to be incredible. So, <laughs> so I mean, where 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 are they going? Where do you think they're going? They've been touring internationally. Um, yeah. I, I follow them quite closely on Instagram and and Twitter. They they've been touring internationally. They did actually release a, another album, which yeah. was called the Twelve. Signs of Beatenburg. Okay. The Twelve Signs of Beatenburg. Uh, there's a song on there called Camera. If you want to go on YouTube, I absolutely love that song. Mm. Um, th- but there's clear um, things in the lyrics about the fact that they don't want to be famous. They're almost like anti-being famous, anti-being stars, and all that. Uh, y- you know. I mean, the gift would be if the record label gets that. But but obviously a record label is there to try and make money. Of course. So so for them, uh, that's counter to what they're trying to that's do. That's it. And I would imagine I don't know the backstory. Yeah. I'd love to pick Matthew's brain. Matthew, yeah. if you're listening, come on, man. Let's go. <laughs> let's go have some coffee. Um, and just find out. You know, those tensions these nuances, are interesting. Those yeah. tensions are interesting. Look, they're touring internationally. Yeah. So there are things happening overseas with yeah. Um If uh, in in fact. You, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You, you can Google it, but they might even have a deal overseas as well. Mm. Um, so there are things happening. I'm hopeful that that these guys are going to continue and get bigger and find more hits like Pluto and Raphael and Chelsea Blakemore. It's so lovely to chatting to you. Thanks, RJ Benjamin. Uh, we'll let's do it again next week. Shall I'm we? here. I'm here. Beatenberg is the music that we're featuring. So let's go to YouTube, okay, and just just sit, have a good weekend, get a drink of something, maybe even if it's just water. <laughs> Drink up something and uh, get your dancing shoes on and uh, enjoy the music. It's been a really hectic week and I wish for you a really great weekend. Thanks, everybody. It's three o'clock.